Hey everybody, welcome to the Fearlessly Authentic Podcast, episodes aimed at presenting truth in a fearlessly authentic way. I'm Jerry, and we're in the middle of our series, The Dangers of Distractions. Today's episode is part two of the distraction of apathy. Turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 14, and we'll get right to the text as we look at part two of the distraction of apathy. Second thing, I just got super, I have, I mean, Samson's got to say, I've never killed a lion before, because he never had. And I've never killed this three, four, five hundred pound beast with my bare hands and kind of walked away without a scratch. I mean, have you ever seen the claws on a lion? The jaws on a lion? And he just kind of grabbed it by the jaws and was like, crack, pam, boom. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, right? I mean, you got to think like Popeye the Sailor Man, right? Ba 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 I mean, that's, a, that's, that's about where he gets to, right? And he's just, he's just sort of just like, what in the world? It's the power from the Lord. The word rent literally means he tore him apart. The Spirit of the Lord comes on Samson five times in the text. Five times. Now, if you're a number guy, and I don't put a lot of stock in this, but every once in a while it kind of is a neat thing to look at, numerology, where you kind of see different numbers have different meanings. Five in, in numerology in the Bible is, is the number of grace. Five times God's graceful Spirit came upon him to help him in a time of need. In, in chapter 13, he gave him direction. In chapter 14, he gives him, gives him strength. Later on in chapter 14, he gets it again, it gives him strength. In chapter 15, it gives him strength. And in chapter 16, this time Samson had to ask for the Spirit. And God gave it to him five times. Five times. The Spirit didn't dwell in Samson like he dwells in us. The Spirit dwells in us. John 14 and verse 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, okay, so Samson five times received the Spirit and did something miraculous. Okay, now, work with me here. Is the Spirit that Samson received in the Old Testament the same Spirit that dwells in us, yes or no? Yes. 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 So why can't you do it? Why can't you? You see what I'm saying? Why can't you do it? Why can't you use the power of the Spirit that dwells in you to defeat the thing that you say is undefeatable? I just can't. No, you just won't. See what I'm saying? And why won't you? Apathy. Apathy. Well, you know, I was in a bad church, and I'll tell you what, I don't trust pastors, and I don't trust deacons, and I don't trust those who go with them and do, you know, and... There's a spirit that dwells within you, believer, that can help you overcome it and find a place where you can, you can get biblical teaching. Hey, it doesn't even have to be a Baptist church. You get to a place where you can get biblical teaching, right? Did the Baptist preacher just say you didn't have to go to a Baptist church? What's wrong with him? Yes, I did. Some people just got things, man. They just got things. I mean, they walk into a Baptist church and it just, it just sends shivers and chills and like, go to a Bible church. Well, I don't always agree with everything. I don't agree with everything I say and I know me. So, so here's the thing. Don't create excuses for others when they have the spirit dwelling in them that is the same spirit that helps Samson with his bare hands kill a lion. Now, if you go to the Serengeti and you meet the Lion King and you think, I have the spirit dwelling within me, 
I'm going to go rip it with my bare hands. Let us know what kind of funeral you want. Because the Spirit isn't working in the same way in those powerful ways, but He has the same power to help you to conquer the things that you're facing. Apathy prevents me from doing that. The Holy Spirit also teaches us, doesn't it? John 14, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. So we see uh, the, the pouncing of the lion and the power of the Lord in the idea of the deliverance of the Lord in this lion event. But unfortunately, in verses 7 through 10, we see the disobedience of the lad. And he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. See, nothing, 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 nothing stopped him from his appointed distraction of lust. I want her. I need her. I love her. Sounds like an old Elvis song, right? I want you, I need you, I love you with all my heart. It's an old Elvis song. Go look it up on later. Right? You'll love it. But this is him, man. So distracted. So distracted by lust that is moving him into this apathy that is causing him to go into a place that he shouldn't go. Man. And before we go, oh, that's horrible. Tiss, tiss. That's horrible. We're so wonderful Baptists. Oh, what? Y'all, we've all been there. Come on. We may not have been there as far as Samson is, but there's times when we're just like, what? why, why, why? Why? I'm just so frustrated, right? Come on, leave me up here, pious people, right? Yeah. So what, what, first of all, where is he going? Okay, verse 7 says he's going for an unfit spouse. We dealt with that. But I want to reemphasize the importance of finding the right spouse. The importance. Now, if you're married, don't matter if you found the right one or not, they are. Do I get a second chance? No. No. But my marriage didn't work, and I'm, I'm with my second person, so it kind of, you, no. It's not. You talk to any person who's married and divorced, and they may have a great marriage, but they'll tell you that first marriage, they, they wouldn't wish that on anyone. Anyone who really understands that. If they're like, hey, yeah, let's just, you know, casual date and marry and do whatever, they haven't learned the pain of sin in any sin. So no matter what marriage you're in, it is your final one. We're going to make this work. Outside of someone abusing you physically, we're going to make this work, or mentally or emotionally, that kind of thing. Outside of that, we're going to make this work. Because if there is those things, I've told you before, we've got a ministry for that here. It's called the Babe Ruth ministry. Oh, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of guys who are... 300, 350 hitters, and they can't hit a baseball, but you're bigger than a baseball. And we come over to give you the blessing. <laughs> I'm just kidding when I say that. I hope you know that, right? Because we have something better. We have a police force that will come and they will give you a three hots a day and a beautiful orange jumpsuit that you will look marvelous in sitting in jail. But he had an unfit spouse. Now, if you are not married or you want to be married again, you got to follow the rules. Don't come to me and say, oh, I've met this person, and what kind of Christian are they? Well, I'm not sure. What are you doing with them? But most of the time, it isn't a Presbyterian or a Methodist or something like that. It's just some hot guy or some pretty girl, or you're just desperate as anyone who showed up. I went to this dating thing, and you know the two of us were left, and we thought, well, it must be God's will. <laughs> no, you just are both pathetic, and you need to get better at it. You know what I mean? So that what I'm saying is you don't 
come to me and say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. I, I got into this thing and I shouldn't. You scrambled your eggs and you want me to put it all back together like Humpty Dumpty. I can't do that. All I can do is give you some salt and pepper and make it taste better. That's all I can do. So don't break your eggs ahead of time because you already know the rule. No unequally yoking. And that doesn't just mean they say, I'm a Christian, because if I like the girl, I'll tell you anything I want to tell you to make you believe it. I want to see demonstrated over a period of time before I get emotionally involved with you how you put the Lord before anyone else and how you are investing in others for the Lord. And if you can't show me that ahead of time, I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how good you got. I don't care you got that little dimple right here that all of us in high school wanted. I don't care what you got. What I'm saying is that it's a no-go if you can't see the spiritual side. Come on. Unfit spouse. Disobedience. He had unfit desire. Was desiring honey wrong? Yes or no? No. In fact, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 13 says, My son, eat thou honey because it is good, and thy honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste. So we're commanded to partake in that wonderful thing called honey. I'm just saying, nothing wrong with honey. So what did he get wrong? Numbers 6.6. 6. Obviously, right? You want me to tell you what it is? I'll tell you what it is. All the days, this is for him, all the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. I don't care if that honey was beautiful and he was dying of hunger. You've got to follow this command. You see, dying of hunger, right. God would have helped him any other way. God's not going to say, okay, break my law to save your life. Right. Come on not going to say that he said i'm going to provide for you in another way but i'm not going to provide you in a way that will cause you to disrespect and dishonor and disobey me okay so it's an unfit desire we know we shouldn't want it and we know we shouldn't have it but it's so pretty and it's so beautiful and i want it oh give it to me please that's how we are why apathetic come on isn't that why because we are apathetic that's why we just, I wish, I wish. Mm -mm, no. It's an unfit desire. Does God say no? Yeah. Then it's no. But there's no but. <laughs> like, I don't know where we're going with this. Well, l let me explain it my way. And so as a pastor, I sit there and go, okay. Because that's what they tell us in Bible school we have to do. Because that, that makes you feel better when you get to express the way you do. But I'm, my same answer is going to be, I don't even listen at that point. Did God say no? Yeah. Okay, it's still no. Did you hear what I was saying? Well, not really, because God said no. But I have a really good reason. <laughs> I believe you. I believe that you believe you have a good reason. But did God say no? Yeah. So should I go for it? No. Well, I'm going for it. Then why did you come to me? Why did you waste my time? I mean, really, right? I mean, isn't that, and I'll go with friends and stuff like that? So you're going to do it anyway, right? A lot of times, now that I've been in this, for over 20 years, a lot of times when I come in, I go, now listen, if you're just going to do this anyway, let's just cut to the chase and pray that God doesn't kill you. They're like, that's not very, see, I don't do a lot of pastoral counseling because once you get that, you're like, I'm not going back, you know? <laughs> but I mean, but uh, what, what do you want? You know, I mean, if you want someone to hear all your evil things, go to Dr. Phil. He'll listen. He'll tell you what to say. <clears throat> but if you want what God says, it's very clear. Does he want you to do it? No. Well, then don't do it. But you don't understand. I really want to do it. Yeah, but he doesn't want you to do it. It's an unfit desire. See, that's the same thing with Samson here. Samson, was the honey good? Was he hungry? Oh, he probably was hungry. I mean, he's walking around like a lust monster. 
You know, lusting after anything. She'd pray, get her for me! I mean, just imagine that girl's dad. So, honey, who are you bringing home? Samson. Oh, tell me about him. Well, I don't know. He just said I was a pretty hot-looking chick, and he said, I'm going to get my mom and dad to come get you. So, what do you know about him? I don't know. He's just dreamy. What's wrong with you people? Verse 10. So his father went down unto the woman, and Samson made their a feast. So, for so used the young men to do. This is unfit feast. Unfit feast. What is this feast? Well, tradition tells us that at pagan wedding parties of Philistines, like Samson was throwing, or as the Bible says, as young men used to do, because that's what it means, as the young men used to do, we like to say it this way, back in the day, right? Like, you know, I love it when, when 13-year-olds are saying, well, you know, back in the day. I'm like, what day? Like when you were four? You're running around the nursery? Back in the day? Come on, you know? You've got to get to at least 30 before I think you can say Maybe 35 before you can say back in the day. If you say it before, then it's like, okay, you're just copying. You know, you haven't got to the point where you can say back in the day yet, okay? So back in the day, we used to have parties like crazy. And, and, and so here he is, he's, as young men used to do, Basically, tradition tells us that back in the day when they had these parties, it was nothing more than a drunken feast for seven days. We just got drunk for seven days, and then we had a wedding. Do you take so-and-so to be your lawful wedded wife? I, I, think, I think I do. Where is she? Oh, I might need to change my mind. I mean, that's, that's seven days. Drinking, 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 drinking. So what are you saying, Pastor? That if the party you're going to is a drunken feast, then you ought not to go because it's an unfit feast. I'm not saying go there and start preaching about, you know, like Billy Sunday, the devil! You know, no, I just, no thanks. No thanks. No thanks. If the party you're going to, if the, if the, if the event that you're going to doesn't have to just be alcohol, because let's just let's get away from the alcohol for a moment, okay? Because most of you aren't out there going to, you're not, you're not partying down, you know, at the alcohol place. But if the event that you're going to is an event, and I'm being very careful with my words here, because I don't want to be, I don't want to give rules to you. I want to give principles and allow you to decide, okay? Because I'm not going to come to you and say, I saw this on your Facebook page, buddy, and I don't think you should do that. That's not me. But if the event that you're going to is dishonoring to the Lord, let's just say it that way. And, 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 and I, don't, I don't, don't, well, I'll tell you, if, it's not, if they're not singing hymns and they're not preaching the Bible, it's dishonoring. Let's, let's get out of fairy tale fundamentalism world and let's move into the real world here, okay? So there are events that maybe my brother here wouldn't go to that I might go to. It's not ungodly. Just he chooses not to go there. That's not the events I'm talking about. I'm talking events that we both could all pretty much agree if we sat down and we were level-minded and you'd say, that's really not a good place to be, you know? That's probably not a good place to be. Yeah. Like, like well, they're having a Hooters contest downtown on the Old Town Mall, and I thought I'd go because I really like their chicken wings. I'm just thinking it's not a good place to go. I'm just thinking that they're not going to be singing Kumbaya and praising the Lord. I don't think the young ladies that are being exploited there are, are in a position or are going to be wearing clothes that are going to help me have my mind on the Lord. And I just picked on one place. And I'm, not saying, I'm just saying that kind of event is not a place we should go. But we'll make every excuse why we should go because honestly, I, I want to be honest with you because I love you. I, I do. I love you. 
I pray for you. But I have to say some hard things, and this will be a hard thing. The reason why we do it is because we're just apathetic. We're just, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm tired of people telling me what to do. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Religion just drags you down. And I agree. And I know that some of you have been in churches where the pastor and the church was very oppressive and they wanted to control your entire life. And I'm like, well, you stayed there a little longer than you should. But I don't get that. Okay? But don't let the pendulum swing all the way over to the other side. Okay? Use some biblical sense. And you don't have the liberty to do whatever you want. That's not liberty. Liberty is now being able to live the way God intended you to live without the restrictions of how sin prevented you. Now I have liberty to finally live the way God wants me to live. And I'll tell you what, God's liberty comes with restrictions, which almost seems like that doesn't make sense. Right, I know. But I, can pre- I'm, I was thinking of doing a series of all the things in the Bible that doesn't make sense. Right? Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die. It is by the phone. But if it dies, it brings forth more fruit. So in order to bring forth fruit, I have to die? Right. So to live to die? Right. Well, that's just kind of confusing. Welcome to Christianity. (laughs) But it's so true. It's an unfit feast. See, God will never cause us to violate one principle of his word to fulfill his perfect will for our lives. So it's an unfit feast. Why? The distraction of apathy. Isn't God's word awesome? Just, just a couple of verses, just kind of just ripping it apart and just talking about it and just seeing, yeah, I, I, I can identify. How many people can identify what we heard today? All right, Father, help us now as we uh, go from here. Help us to put this into practice. And Lord, help us not to be apathetic and help us not to be distracted by lust. And, and Lord, we know we're going to face it. We know that it's out there. We know that we cannot avoid it, but we can conquer it because the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that lives in us. Somebody say Amen. So, Father, help us to follow your will and to do your will. Thanks for listening today to part two of The Distraction of Apathy in our series called The Danger of Distractions. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we'd love for you to share a link to our podcast on your social media so that others may also find out about what we're doing here. And also, we'd like for you to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. We'd love for you to come back next time as we continue our series in the danger of distractions and look at the last distraction, the distraction of pride, right here on Fearlessly Authentic.